0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Running Effect with Dominic leader I'm your host, Dominic. And in today's episode, this is a very short mini episode, but I thought it would be a really cool idea to have Lex Young back on the podcast To hear all about his race last night, where he ran the second fastest time ever by a U.S. high schooler, running 1343.95 in the 5K, only behind the legend Galen Rupp. We really dive deep into this race and Lex's thoughts on the race, um, when it got tough in the race, and other thoughts like his mindset going into it, what he thought he could run, how special it was to see his teammate Colin and his older brother Nico run so well at this same meet, his future plans going forward, and so, so. much more really not too big of an introduction going into this one it's basically just a 10 minute deep dive into Lex's incredible and earth-shattering race last night so I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did if you really enjoyed it please like subscribe and share the show and you can also give us a five-star review on Spotify to help us out but with that being said here's my amazing conversation with the man the myth the legend and now the second fastest high schooler of all time in the U.S. in the 5k Lex Young Lex, welcome back to the Running Effect podcast. It's the first time I've had someone on the show two times in one week, but it's uh, a pleasure to have you back on the show, so welcome, Lex. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on.
0: People who are listening to this I'm sure know that you ran 13.43 last night. Uh, which put you at the number two all time high school list, right behind the legend Galen Rupp. So, just for starters, how amazing does it feel to be so low on the list and right behind the legend Galen Rupp?
1: I mean, just to be even like mentioned in the same sentence as Galen Rupp is like a feat of its own. So, I'm um, so just kind of feeling a little bit of disbelief that that uh, even happened. And I'm really, really just uh, excited for what the future has now. I mean, like looking towards next year, like. Man, I'm excited to see how much faster I can go.
0: For sure. So going into the race, just out of curiosity, I know when we spoke on the podcast earlier this week, you said you'll have a really good shot to break 14. Um, So I'm sure that was partially one of your goals. But like, what were you thinking going into the race? And what were the conversations like with Sean going into the race about how you wanted things to turn out?
1: I mean, going into the race, we knew I was fit to probably run around like 13.45 in that area. So it was just a matter of, not, of whether or not I could execute and whether the race went how we wanted. And luckily, it did. So the, the plan was to hopefully go out and around like 850, you know, it's like just rolling in through like those 65, 66s, like uh, 425, 425 for the first two miles, and then just try and close it down as best as we could. And I mean, it really just, that's like pretty much exactly how it went. So <laughs> I was really excited when I saw. That the whole race was kind of drilling down on that pace as well. So.
0: Mm So going into the race, this was at Sound Runnings, the track meet, which is a professionally run meet. So in your race, Section 2 of the Men's 5K, you were racing against a bunch of professional runners and a bunch of guys who have many accolades. So what was that like, being able to race against so many amazing guys that I'm sure you look up to and who are ridiculously fast in their own right?
1: Oh, it's crazy. Just I mean, like, when you're racing against these great guys, it really makes you realize, like, whew, I'm, like, really in it now, like, it's, uh, I mean, you're it's competing against, like, these fast people that make you realize, like, you're running some fast times, like, it's, it's, like, feels, like, just, like, I'm, like, I don't know, I, I still just don't really understand, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, so waking up this morning, um, was it, like, a dream waking up, and did you feel like it was a dream, or is, or have you accepted that you were in that fast?
1: I think, Honestly, I don't think I've really accepted that I've run that fast yet just because, like, I mean, I knew the time, but, like, just, like, what that time means I haven't really thought too much about yet. But it's just, whew, I was, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, also, along the lines of this meet, your teammate Colin Solomon ran in the men's 1500, and he ran, I believe, 338 high or 339 low, and that put him number four on the all-time high school men's 1500 meter list. So, how hype did that get you before your race, seeing Colin run so well?
1: Oh, that got me extremely excited. I was able to figure out my warm-up, because his race was roughly like an hour before mine, so... I was able to stretch and then watch it and then go for my warm up. So I was able to watch the whole race and that really was a thrill getting to see it. And it's just like, you know, when if he's out there, he executed on the race plan. It's like, ooh, now it's my turn. I can't, I can't be the one who like falls up short. You know, I got to make sure that I also am uh, out there to compete. So it was, but man, that was a crazy race for Colin. Like, props to him. That's what one like killer time. Like that is. uh, a race to, for the record books.
0: Mm-hmm. So going into your race, how did you feel physically? I know some athletes feel like really bad on their warm up and then end up having an amazing race, or it could be the other way where they just feel super light on their feet all day and feel like they're ready to do something special. So standing on the start line, how did you feel like physically? I mean,
1: I say I probably felt just about average. It wasn't like one of those days where I felt just absolutely amazing on the warm up, and it wasn't like I felt like horrible. My stomach, it was, like, sometimes, you know, you feel like you just got, like, a little bit too much in your stomach, and you feel kind of heavy, but it wasn't like that, and it was, I just felt, like, a little bit, I guess, maybe tired. I felt, like, a little bit, uh, like, not as alert, but I think as soon as I hopped in the race, that kind of changed, and I was really just in it and focused and ready to push myself
0: you know Mhm. okay so now let's talk about how that race actually went of course i threw out what you ran you ran 1343.95 but can you kind of take us through the race and the different moments of the race and maybe some big decisions you had to make during the race or moves that were made
1: yeah of course so this was like one of the first races where i'm like really racing and had to like think about race tactics i'd say the first serious uh race like that would have been like my 3k in new york and one of the biggest takeaways from that race in New York that I learned was I need to make sure, like, when, I, when in a longer race like that, I need to make sure that I'm focused, like, focusing in on the guy in front of me to try and find my rhythm, but also not too much to the fact where I'm unaware of what's going on in the race. So I really wanted to make sure I was always, you know, trying to stay in that rhythm and stay calm, but also, you know, I got to make sure I'm looking around and making sure that if there is a move being made, I can try and match it and stay up with that front pack so it was I think I think right off the bat my start was it was all right I kind of was I think I was pushed more towards the back and I wanted to be a little bit further up so then with after like 100 I moved up and to like seventh or eighth or something and but then I think within like three laps or so I was all the way back down to the back because guys kept on going around me just like on the outside and it wasn't like I was slowing down it's just like they just wanted to move up and I wasn't gonna like be rude and like hold them out on the outside because I was like it's it's fine I'll just like pick up the pieces when I'm like uh once the the pace starts splitting up you know so then I think around two miles was when people started to actually separate and that's when I was like having to start making some serious moves and it was it was slow and gradual but I kept on picking off people as they would start to slow down because I didn't want to just get latched on to the wrong group I wanted to make sure that I was always keeping my eye on that front pack I think eventually the front pack made a move and I wasn't able to match it I think that was like at 800 so I was kind of like in no man's land for that last 800 just in between these two groups but it was like honestly like most of the race I felt pretty strong and just in my rhythm but then the last 800 was when it really started to hurt like that was that was a painful 800 because it's like it's such a long race you know so you're feeling like you're starting to have to pick it up because and i was but it's also like you still got 800 meters but it was uh yeah those last two laps were tough and i was just trying to hold on and just trying to finish it the best i could i was very very lactic on that final straight (laughs) i think i only 62 or 63 or something which was not like as fast as i would have wanted but like still like it when you're when you're holding like 65 66 for the whole time that still drops a fair bit from your from your time so that's awesome
0: mm-hmm. so you said it started to hurt with about 800 to go i'm curious from a mental standpoint how do you mentally will yourself forward when the pain starts to set in during the race
1: yeah so actually that's a good point uh, i'd say most of the race was actually like i said it started to hurt with 800 to go and i think that's more like that was like when it really started to physically hurt because the rest of the race, it was like all the pain was just like that mental toughness of trying to hold on and trying to stay with the pack. But then with 800, it started to get really like physical and like, you could feel like a little bit of like, you could feel like that, those that lactic and like the real fatigue setting in. But um, it was just at that point also, it's just like, you're so close to the end, you know, considering how much you've already run, you're already like 10 laps in. So it's really like, you just got to, like you know that like i'm like just thinking like i'm gonna give it my all like i'm gonna i'm gonna really just try and nail these laps because even if like even if i die it's like i'm not gonna like i mean i'm just like i don't want to leave anything on the line you know so i just want to make sure that i'm putting every single last ounce of energy i have
0: Mm-hmm. When you cross the finish line and you realize you ran 1343, the second time all time, as I mentioned, what were the emotions going through your head of just how special that race was? I was
1: shocked. I didn't realize I ran that until like someone told me and it was just like, I was like blown away just because I didn't really like expect that going into it. And I was just, it was, it was still just crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. And then on the broadcast, anyone who watched uh, watched would know, Andrew Weeding interviewed you after the fact. And it was funny because, uh, or at least funny for people watching, probably not funny for you. After the interview, you were definitely in pain. And I think you said something like, uh, I- I'm starting to feel it. My stomach's starting to hurt. And you walked away. Um, how long did that like feeling of fatigue and pain, like how long did that last after the race? And at what point did you start kind of feeling normal?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'd say immediately after the race it started I started to feel really bad you know just like oh like just like you know you have you don't feel like you're all there and and then it really started to kind of like get to the peak when I was uh getting interviewed and I had to like I had to walk away and I actually ended up barfing just because it was like so bad but then like most times once you finish barfing that you feel a lot better so I felt a lot like it felt like I'd gotten all the bad stuff out of me and I was finally like back to, to, to
0: full consciousness, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, you were section two of the men's 5K. Your older brother, Nico, and friend and previous guest of the podcast, ended up running I believe 13.11 in the first section of the 5K, and then one of your friends and Nico's teammates, um, Abdi Hamad Nura, ran the collegiate record running 13.06. So, just how special was it to see Nico just absolutely have the race of his life and run so, so fast?
1: That was actually that was. Amazing amazing because it's not every race where I get to you know finish it and then watch Nico run it used to be like that when I was little but like it's been a long time so I was really really excited and happy to have that opportunity to watch him again so literally like as soon as I finished my cooldown, I grabbed my camera and I just started filming him because Nico always loves it when I make him like Instagram reels so I just immediately started shooting video for him and got to I didn't even, I mean, I watched, I was watching the race, but it's also, like, so much of it was just, like, looking through the eye of the camera, the lens of the camera, so it was just, like, it was, I mean, it was a crazy race, that's a crazy time frame, and I'm, um, I, was, I was thrilled to, to be able to watch it on the infield, which not many people got to do, you know, just because I was already cooling down, so it was, it, it was, it was crazy.
0: Mm-hmm, uh, from a camera and content creation standpoint, will we get to see an LNL video out of this, out of this race and weekend?
1: Oh, most definitely okay let's that's go actually that's one of the nice things about leo uh coming back from this sickness is that he's since he's not racing he can put a lot of effort towards the actual filming and production of it so we're definitely going to see a nice video coming out of this and it's going to hopefully within like a week or so like maybe on like hopefully by like next sunday we'll see it depends on if we can really get our act together with all the post production
0: awesome yeah i'll I'll leave a link to uh, lnl channel for those who haven't subscribed in the show notes so make sure you guys check that out um two more quick questions one how does this race affect like your mindset knowing you can run so fast and then along with that what are your future plans for the rest of the season
1: yeah well i would say the race definitely it's given me a lot more confidence in my abilities you know because now I know what I'm capable of and I know how much how hard I can push myself and well yeah looking forward to the end of the season I think I have so far I think I've got two races on the calendar I'm hoping to go to New York and run a 1500 there and then I think either 1500 or a mile at the Music City Distance Festival so those two races should be pretty fun and um stoked to to do those so that's that's what's looking like as now.
0: Awesome. I'm excited to uh, see you crush those races as well. Okay, one final quick question to uh, top off this short interview. Um, what did you do to uh, celebrate the race afterward? Any fun food or anything?
1: Yeah, well, we actually, um, since Nico was there too, we actually went to dinner with Nico. We went to the Cheesecake Factory, but sadly, and, it, it, and it, I was so sad, but uh, I didn't have much of an appetite like at all. So I ordered, like, some, like, shrimps, just like this appetizer, and I literally, like, could only eat two shrimp. I couldn't even order a cheesecake. I was so, just, like, <laughs> my stomach ruined. I actually haven't eaten anything since the race, still, like, as we're filming this interview. When we finish, I'll probably go and make myself some pancakes. But it's like, oh, I was, it, it was really fun to see Nico and get to eat with him, but not being able to, eat the food when there's like nice food in front of you is that's that's a painful
0: uh... <laughs> for sure yeah. well lex it's been a pleasure getting to have you on for the second time in a week and hear all about this amazing race um, my sincere congratulations and i'm very stoked to see what you do the rest of the season
1: thank you i'd love i love coming on yeah
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Running Effect. If you enjoyed it as much as I did, please like, subscribe, and share to help us out. Stay tuned for a new episode next week, and make sure to turn on post notifications so you get notified the minute it comes out. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Running Effect, and also we have a Strava Club, uh, I believe it's called The Running Effect Podcast. So I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope your running is thriving. God bless you all.